and welcome to the Vex LodgeCast. From the home of the first amphibious vehicle in the world, I'm Simon the Cannibal. This week's episode will be a continued interview with Raphael after all the positive feedback I received over this past week. As always, please visit VexillogiCast.com, that is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T.com for show notes, including images of the flags, and head to the subreddit r slash Simon the Cannibal for discussion of this and other episodes. Finally, if you like the show and want to support it financially, I've created a Patreon page, so you may do just that. There are links to the Patreon page at VexillogiCast.com, and I would like to thank Dracoling for being the first sponsor of this show. So, without further ado, might I present the continued interview with Raphael. To jump into the red, white, and blue uh, just a little bit, um, I wanted to bring up, uh, you mentioned the Haitian Revolution, where they took the, the French flag that was a rejection of horizontal tribands and flipping it on its side to make a Republican triband uh, of blue, white, and red um, in the French Revolution, uh, which also matched the French Revolution cockade. But you also see in the Haitian Revolution a rejection of the French flag and again the vexillological... Uh, the vexillographic realities of people who cannot necessarily get their hands on a lot of cloth to represent themselves, and taking the French flag, cutting out the middle, the white part, and stitching the red and blue together and flying that as their own flag. It's blue and red with a white square in the middle. And this and the and their this, crest. Absolutely. Yeah. Interestingly enough, before I walked over here, someone was asking about the Haitian flag and mm-hmm. they were asking about the cap and interestingly enough the, I knew what that meant the Phrygian cap yeah 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 it's it's the Roman you know if you were a Roman slave they would give you that cap and you were free mm-hmm. it's a symbol of freedom and also uh, the Cubans use it in their crest they mm-hmm. use that and with the, they use that cap with the white star mm-hmm. so it's a red cap with a white star it's a symbol of freedom absolutely um, and it's very much um, in tune with the um, you know neoclassical motifs that were really adopted by many states and many you know United States states um, that kind of were a departure from the her- heraldic uh, flags that, of Europe and of Maryland because Maryland is the only one that's heraldic. And it's a terrible pun. I don't know if you know this. No, I don't. But I love that flag. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> The flag of Maryland is the coat of arms of the... The Calverts. The Calverts, the first lord of Baltimore, whose mother was cross land, I believe, or cross field. And so you have a cross and a field. And so that is the flag of Maryland. Um, funny, funny. Absolutely. But it's it's gorgeous. I mean, it really. I find out of all the 50 states, that is by far the most... Although it's it's kind of it's just four fields different, mm-hmm. it really is. The colors are very balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, you have white and black, contrasting colors, and then you have red and yellow, complementary colors. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these cross fields, which the motif of the X that separates them or the cross that separates them, mm-hmm. it's copied on the two different quadrants, and then you have a diagonal, which then cuts the whole thing. And gives it a direction. So I mean, you know, 
design wise i don't know if they were thinking about all of that but it's really beautiful i love that flag I find that uh, among my friends that is a love it or hate it flag. Really? I, I, absolutely. Some folks feel that it is far too busy. I personally feel the same way that you do, that it's a very nice flag. Very rooted in tradition, but also very distinct. And you, you absolutely know that it is that flag, and it is reproducible, uh, which is a thing you don't find in many flags today a lot of flags Absolutely. have coats of arms that you cannot reproduce no and i mean look at the new jersey flag new jersey flag is just terrible a seal on buff is the yeah, color yeah 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 and it's and it's terrible uh, yes the pennsylvania flag same thing new york flag same thing it's mm -hmm. like all these states were just very i mean and it's still in the neoclassical form right i mean you have these you know, deities that represent the different values of that state with a coat of arms in the middle that kind of encapsulates that same, you know, group of values. Pennsylvania may not have the deities. It does have the horses, which I'm not really too sure where that motif comes from, but right. it has the crest in the middle. So, to push you a little bit further and to push you outside the Puerto Rican flag, but to what the Puerto Rican flag has inspired, uh, what do you know about the uh, the Catalonian flag? Uh, the uh, it looks just like it. Yeah, 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 it does look just like it. It does, and you know something. To my detriment, I don't know the full history. I do know mm -hmm. that it is almost an exact replica, but the the star is much smaller, mm -hmm. and the stripes are yellow. The stripes are yellow, and there are seven. I should say it's uh, red and yellow stripes, seven instead of five. Yes. Um, and depending on which, so I should, let's st uh, step back a moment. The flag was first brought up in 1918, mm -hmm. uh, was the infancy of the uh, Catalonian flag. And there exist two versions. One is with a blue triangle. Um, and that is, from what I understand, the separatist movement flag. It has okay. a smaller smaller star and then red and yellow stripes as you said mm -hmm. and there is an explicitly communist flag that replaces the blue triangle with a red triangle so the entire the only colors on the flag are oh, red, and white. red and yellow red and yellow i'm sorry absolutely i've never seen that version that's very mm -hmm. interesting now i have seen that version i've had friends that have gone to spain puerto ricans and they take these pictures and they're like, this is very ironic, very, uh, we are not very exposed to flags that look like ours, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but it's very interesting when you do see it and when you have a Puerto Rican interacting with it. Um, now, how much do we know about the Catalonian, you know, like, revolution or mm -hmm. about that movement? Uh, just like many people don't know about the Puerto Rican movement, it's, it's one of those untold stories. Um, it is told, but it's written. It's in a book on a dusty shelf. Right. And unless you pick up that book, or unless you Wikipedia it specifically, you're not going to access that information. Uh, just like what we're doing right now, you know. Mm -hmm. Unless you Wikipedia the history, unless you put some thought into why are these stripes, why are these stars here, why are these shapes here, why is that crest there? Why would we look up our flags? Right. Absolutely. So what's the term that you call this? What, what's the name of the podcast? The Vexillogicast. Vexillogicast. So, Raphael, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the classical heraldry design of Paul. 
uh, P-A-L-L. This is a design that kind of looks like a Y on its side. It's best exemplified by the check flag, which is um, a blue triangle with white and red horizontal stripes. The Paul design is obviously evident in the Cuban, Puerto Rican, and Australian flag. Best in the South Africa flag. <laughs> I'm sorry, Simon. I have to challenge that one. You're... I think the best example of the Paul flag is the South African flag. It is actually a Y. Absolutely. It creates the Y more so than any other motif, but also culturally, it talks about a Eurocentric and Afrocentric culture going in the same direction. Coming together. Coming together. Absolutely. That is like, that is, that is one of the most fabulous and inspiring flags that I've, I've studied, that I've looked at and I was like, it's cool. Let me find out about this. And when I found out about it, I was like, that is amazing. A country that comes together and heals, that comes together and goes in this direction. From separate to together. It's, it's a very cool flag in that it has the classical pole design. Uh, it's very interesting in that it obeys the rules of tincture, uh, which is it has uh, colors. I believe it's black, red, and green. And they're they're complementary colors. The, yeah. color, the colors actually are um, they're on the opposite sides of the flags, mm -hmm. but if they were folded in half, they would be complementary colors. It is fimbriated by both gold and white, which are significant, obviously, uh, in gold and silver for South Africa's past. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, it violates one of the main pieces of, uh, to design a good flag, is to have three or fewer colors. The South African flag has five colors on it, but it does it exceptionally well. Um, it is a distinct flag, it is a re reproducible flag, and it has such deep symbolism that I like both you and I right now are smiling very greatly yeah, at yeah. just thinking about the South African flag. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. No, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I do, I am definitely someone that likes the three color flag just because it, you know, you can get really busy. I mean, you know, people have their qualms around the Maryland flag and it goes into four colors. Um, but I, I think that the three colors does allow you to get a complementary color and then a um, a color that really makes the whole motif really like sing. Uh, and you know, when once you get into like five colors, it, it starts to look a little unless you have a crest. I, I can only have an exception when you have a crest. When you have a crest, you're able to bring in different elements, and then you know if the crest is on a white field or if the crest is on a solid field you can play around a little bit with it just because the crest gives i i love crest mm -hmm. personally i think that if a crest is incorporated onto a flag with the right colors and the right balance um and of course the right you know you don't want you know stripes to look weird or anything you're able to really make a beautiful flag i mean the mexican flag is beautiful absolutely and actually the classic italian flag is also beautiful and, all right and, you know so you have a couple crests going on there that are not incorporated in the contemporary and i i will hand it to you with uh especially the croatian flag which uses a coat of arms that is a, a checkerboard red and white uh which is no that's, pretty fantastic yeah, no no the croatian flag is like that's yeah. that's that's fancy 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's it's very the the design is uh, I would I would venture and say that it's very classic, very clean. Mm-hmm. So it does have a crest, but it's heraldic. So mm-hmm. it's a crest that's very clean. It's doesn't have horses or all this other you right. know symbolism. Easy to reproduce as well. Uh, and I I I love the Croatian flag. I think that's one of my favorites as well. Right. So that covers what I want to talk about with the the pole design uh, coming together. This 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 sideways Y. But as you walked into my house today, we started talking about the flag of the District of Columbia, um, and I just wanted you to repeat for the Vexillogicast listeners what you had uh, what you had mentioned earlier to me, which I thought was amazing. So I mean, when I first saw a DC flag, I when when I, when I got to look at the DC flag, I already was a little bit more into. Um, you know, heraldry, heraldry, I'm sorry, I, that's one of those words that's really hard for me oh, to you're say fine. because I'm bilingual. But, uh, you, was, you, should, you should listen to me try and say uh, uh, the vexillogicast when I have a couple of beers in me. Yeah, yeah. So I guess vexillogically, uh, <laughs> when I looked at the flag, I, I immediately started to think about not where it came from, but what it could mean, right? So mm-hmm. you're talking about the District of Columbia. There, there was a lot of thought put into this geographic area a lot it was it was not about being in one state we had to put it in between states you know it was like we couldn't put it in in one area of the country at that time we had to go into the middle uh, i mean there was a lot of compromises made what was going to be housed there so when i first saw it i saw a plane of white with two stripes two red stripes horizontal stripes and when I saw those, I was like, oh, that's Virginia and that's Maryland. Two stripes out of the 13 colonies. And when I saw the three stars, I was like, what's housed in D.C.? It's the three branches of the government. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, D.C., okay, cool. Two stripes, two states, three branches of the government housed within this white field. And, I mean, it was it was like, that was dogma for me for years until I started doing a little bit more research. I was like, oh, shit. It was like... Washington, you know, George Washington's family crest, boo. Boring. Right. I thought it was so boring. I, I, I kind of was like, I, I, I'd rather believe the two states and, three, and right. three branches of the government versus Washington's crest. I thought that, that was so whack compared to, like, I mean, obviously, I'm not giving myself credit. I, I'm sure people have thought of that. That's not an original thought. I am not going to claim that. But I, I just thought that. I mean, common sense would bring me to that conclusion. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again for listening. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about, please feel free to contact me however you feel comfortable. Vexillogicast.com, again, that is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T.com, has a number of options, including Twitter. Again, episode 8 will be an introductory episode, and episode 10 will be the first to focus on state flags. I haven't quite decided on what the next episode will focus on, so please feel free to send me your suggestions. Thank you for listening, and best wishes from the Vexillogicast.